Hello everybody who's listening. Uh, this is Advait Gharat and today we have with us a classmate of mine who I have met only this year when I went to school at Digital Film Academy. Uh, his name is Elias Azar. Uh, I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Uh, and you, I, I, I just want you to give your own introduction because I in fact don't know a lot about you because uh, we have just met this year. So I am really looking forward to this conversation because not only because uh, I want others to know, but I also uh, want to know a lot about you and your culture and where you come from. So take it away. Just introduce yourself. Okay. Uh, thanks for having me, Advit. So um, my name is Elias. I'm from Morocco. I worked in uh, my dad's company in Morocco where I like worked as a camera operator and video editor in uh, mostly TV documentaries. So, and I've been like coming to New York for past three years where I was like doing some videos on my own, but just like about the city because I felt so inspired here. And yeah, and now I'm joining like a school here in New York City. Yeah. I think everybody, I think everybody, uh, it ha it happens to everybody that they get inspired by New York City or people you watch in New York City. So who, who were the creators that you watched that those were from New York City or what were the New York based films or so that inspired you? Um, I mean, I feel like there's been like a difference, but first I definitely like was inspired by Casey Neistat. Uh, yeah, when I discovered him, it was like a whole revolution in my head and I was like, oh my God, this, this is like the life that I want. This is like the things that I want to do. This is the attitude I want to have. Uh, I mean, right now I have like different like people that I admire, but it's like more, right. um, uh, they're less known. It's more like some niche directors that I mm. see do like some commercials that I like or some music videos that I like. Right. Like, uh, it all started with Casey Neistat for sure. Yeah. It, uh, with this city, for me as well, it started with Casey Neistat. And I think uh, a lot of us creatives owe our career to Casey Neistat and his vlogs because it's not just us who have been inspired uh, by him and his videos, but a lot of other creators who are now like 5 million strong or, you know, the creators who are what they are right now are also doing that just because they started watching Casey Neistat and they got inspired by him to create something of their own. And today they are also successful creators. So I think a lot of us in the creative filmmaking field owe a lot to Casey Neistat. So yeah, it is, uh, it is quite something. So I, I wanted to ask, start off by asking you, how has America been for you? Because uh, I came here just this year in 2020, that too, just for school. I mean, I, I came here just to start school, but you have been coming here since the past three years. And how has that been? How has been going to and fro from here to Morocco? And how has America treated you so far? Um. I mean, there's definitely like a difference, I think, between New York and the rest of the U.S. New York yeah. is like, the people of New York are extraordinary. I remember like one one night um, in 2016, like it was summer, so it was hot like at night. So I just took my camera and I started like going outside and just shooting random scenes. 
and nobody like gave me a hard time about shooting them everybody was nice i had like a couple of smiles i got like some weird looks but like they were like intrigued looks not like angry looks and of course there's gonna there was like a lot of colors and a lot of architecture so when you like get your camera and you like look at the viewfinder in new york and you like you, you see that there's like something that is interesting in every direction you shoot at so i think yeah. that's like helped me like to it gave me the idea that yes you can just take your camera out and go anywhere and just shoot and you'll find something interesting like that is that is true yeah that is true and how how has been how has it been uh, going to and fro from morocco and say uh, uh, new york city have you been only in new york city since the past 3 years or have you been anywhere else in america i've been like some other place i've been like in um, washington dc and richmond oh. and no actually no i so like i started with the cities and then i did a road trip last year oh that's great yeah it was really nice uh, i went like to florida and new orleans and anywhere in between okay it was like a great trip like because before I, when i was in new york city like just when i was coming to the us and just like staying in new york city after a while it feels like a little like you're in some sort of, i don't want to say prison but it feels like you're i mean it's an island so you're like surrounded yeah. by water so you feel like you're trapped in it yeah and we don't have a car definitely you feel like trapped oh yeah with like friends like that are like outside of new york city i was able like to uh travel around and it's a totally different like atmosphere so it was like really interesting and the us is like so big it is know? so big it is so yeah. big and it doesn't feel like just one country it does not actually and the population is so less i mean uh, according to the area that this country has according to the landmass this country has the population is so less uh, and that's why new york city is very populated obviously yeah. and there is a lot there a lot of people stay here in new york city but when you go to other cities and other towns you realize how much space they actually have because one house has so much space they have a front yard they have a backyard they have a pool and it's it's equally expensive as a new york city house which is like five times smaller than that yeah. but yeah that's that's a contrast in in itself of this country and uh, i think i think that's really interesting to see i i am guessing when you went to florida you might have seen on your way or in florida that the houses and the space there's a lot of difference in that because there is just so much space in this country and are comparatively very less people uh, i come from india which is the second most populated country in the world that's why i i feel that on another level because i'm used to seeing so many people around i'm in new york city so i do see a lot of people around but recently i went to atlantic city and on my way there uh, there was so much of nothing because when you go on a road trip you realize that there's just no people staying here it's just a lawn it's just a forest it's it it was pretty crazy yeah exactly like new york city is like just like from one block to one block there's like so many things that are like different and interesting 
and then that same distance like outside of New York City is just the same I don't know yeah yeah I I, I also feel that because uh, New York City is also very different in different regions I think uh, uh, like you said every block has its own thing and uh, maybe in Brooklyn or Queens they're all they ha- they all have a thing of their own and they're all different in their own sense but uh, one thing that is common throughout all of New York City is the the infrastructure and I guess the colors that you see and the people that you see there are so many different kinds of people and uh, uh, it's not it's not just one race or one ethnicity of people it's like literally everyone everyone's here in New York City and uh, yeah I think that is great yeah, I remember it reminds me like when I first got here in New York, like just like the first few days, I would I would just like take the subway and just stop at a random subway station. Uh, and then like I would do that every day, like I would go somewhere else. And then I would like just walk, like just take the wrong right turn or something. And then I realized that this neighborhood that I saw last, like last time, and it was like completely different from this one that I saw today. They're just right next to each other. Yeah. And it would blow my mind. I remember also like just staring at the buildings. New York City has like such history, like you can definitely like see it in the buildings. Yeah. I remember oh, just yeah. and just staring at the buildings. And I would like I don't know. It would like really I would, like see the details and I'm like, oh my god, somebody like a hundred years ago took the time to like yeah. And it's so interesting. So it is. It is. All the stone buildings that you see, it is so mind blowing to see all the details in them. And it's it's just amazing what architecture New York has had and still continues to have. Like all the skyscrapers that are in the skyline now, uh, and compare them to all the hundred, two hundred year old buildings that they have. Both of them look equally amazing, and I think they are just doing a great job of designing the buildings, whoever is in charge. Yeah, and that's why I think like one of the reasons why there's so many artists here, because everywhere you go, you see like what somebody did. And that yeah. inspired I mean, the number one like place where you get inspired is like from other people's work. And just walking from like in the streets of New York and you see people's work, you get inspired. Right. It is it is it is a piece of art in every street you go. Yeah, which is different if you like live outside New York City in the suburbs where all the houses look the same. Yeah. Where things are the same size. Like just New York City streets are like not all the same size. I mean like one is like I don't know. It's just like so different. Yeah, it is it is a planned city, but it is still very different on every single block. Like the whole city is planned throughout but still you can't tell the difference when you go from this block to that block you will immediately know that uh, if if you're suppose you're in Koreatown you will know as soon as you step out of that subway station you know you're in Koreatown if you're in Chinatown you will know immediately that you are in Chinatown and it is so obvious and uh, like you said it just matters from block to block it is so good the architecture, everything. Yeah. The next thing, uh, the next thing that I wanted to uh, ask you and talk to you about is coming from a film family. 
because your dad has a production company in Morocco. Your sister is a DP here in New York City and she also went to our school two years ago. So your father is in film production. Your sister is also in the film industry. So did they inspire you or was there some sort of pressure on you to be in this field or did you just grow up watching them and getting uh, interested and excited about this field? I, I want to know about what uh, your journey has been from being not a filmmaker to a filmmaker. Um, I never had this conversation about my sister, like how why she decided to like really become like work in the field. But I like just personally, like when I was little, like, I don't know, like 12, 12 or something like that, just seeing my dad, like not having to wake up in the morning and like having to go to work and then not seeing him until five <laughs> and things like that, like is probably like the number one reason why I wanted to work in this field. And then I also liked how he would like always be, like we would be just watching TV in the living room. And my dad worked a lot on TV. So we would be watching TV and he's like just zaps and he sees like an interesting uh, concept for a show or like a, an interesting concept of like set design. Hmm. And he would just like start talking to about it and analyzing it. So he made me like notice things that I didn't notice before. Or like even in the movies and then he's like, oh, look at the plot here. And look how like the actors is like good or bad. And he would like talk about that. And it made me realize like how there's like so many things that have been put to work to like make this mm. final product. And of course, like when he was working, it was like, it was like so great to like, I was like feeling proud to like see something that he was talking about it before. Right. He was just talking about it and now I finally see it. Right. And I think that's like the, the reason like why also I really wanted, like I was decided like from a young age to work in this field. It's like the ideas you talk about and then you transform them into visuals and then everybody can see exactly what you had in your mind. Right. Yeah, I that is that is they, great. That Yeah, sorry, sorry. I cut you off. Yeah, I was going to say just like to answer your question, I I don't think they ever like pressured me. Yeah. yeah. Really no, but did you did like you feel to do. did you yourself feel a pressure like on your own they never pressured you did you feel like oh i am coming from this family and i have to have this certain amount of skill or something like that uh yeah i mean i definitely have like this like thing that are like when i don't like something that i made or like i'm not sure about something that i made uh i don't want to show it to like my family <laughs> yeah because like, because they will judge it yeah, they're like my number one, like, I mean, I'm okay with criticism, but when it's in my family, it's always like a little harder, just because, I don't know, because, I don't know, it's your family, but they're also in the field, so it's like yeah. harder. Like, I think he's like worried about what his family is going to think of his work, but when mm. they're also in the field, it's like gets worse, because they notice the little details. Yeah, they they're know all be like, oh, what the, yeah. So, and they know yeah, all the alternatives like a lot of yeah they, they they know the alternatives yeah. they will tell you why did you do this and not this and then you're like oh shit i screwed up yeah. so yeah that is the pressure i was asking about so there is always going to be that pressure on you that you're not doing as well but 
I think uh, it also on the flip side it also helps a lot because if there is literally anything you need you just have to dial a number that you know is always yeah. going to answer so maybe your dad or your sister you can always look to them yeah. for help yeah that's definitely like super useful to like having someone you trust and is available like any time to help you with your questions and your doubts yeah so i felt great hearing that uh since childhood you whenever you you used to sit with your dad to watch a movie or something he used to tell you what is actually going on in the movie and how things are made which i find really interesting because up till a certain age i had no idea how they were doing things in the movies i i would always be confused okay how is this happening how did they do this but i think you always had that inside information which i think is great uh which is a great i think you uh, you have had a great learning experience since you were a child so that's a great thing yeah um i mean i would add to that that um when somebody like explains to you like how they do things in movies it makes you like feel like you can do it too and then yeah. the thing is like really impossible and he was definitely like the spark and then i started like looking at like behind the scenes pictures and behind the scenes videos and then i'm like oh my god this is how they did this and yeah it was that he was definitely like the family my family was probably like the spark for me to like look more into it and try to um make more research about it about filmmaking right that is that is great that is a great experience that you have had since you were a child okay so one one thing i one thing i am personally curious about is what is film and tv like in morocco well i feel like tv is a big part of like uh or your visual content like you people like see in morocco yeah. uh we we don't have any private networks so we only have like public television which is like about like eight channels that are like partially um government funded and then they also get uh, revenue from the ads and it's uh it's also like interesting cuz like um a lot most people like in morocco watch tv during the month of ramadan oh so oh because they're all like home cuz yeah cuz usually in ramadan the whole family like stays at home and then they just like uh have break the fast together right, and then they right, stay right. like together in the so right. there's like a lot of like uh heavy production like between i would say between december and uh before summer and between december and april like that's where like everybody's working at the same time in morocco producing mm. like tv shows tv movies um uh also like small formats too and also like on the side there's like the for cinema in morocco it's also like a lot um uh, government funded hmm so the government definitely like helps a lot there's like a dedicated fund that helps you like get i'd say 60 to 70% of your budget for your movie for cinema that um, is great yeah they also like have like a, they help a lot like foreign uh, productions in morocco so it's good but at the same times it's also a little bad cuz i would say that i don't think there's enough like we have a problem in morocco of like not having enough uh movie theaters they're closing more and more people are really like 
I mean, not going that much to movie theaters. So, oh, okay. uh, so it like, I wish there was like more private like in Morocco, like for movies. Because hmm. when like it's the government that gives you money for your movie, a lot of times like these are not that good because people don't care about like whether or not the public's gonna like it or if they're gonna really get their revenue. Right. So good and bad. So yeah. Yeah, both good and bad. That's great. So, uh, your your father's company in Morocco, they mainly focus on TV shows. Yeah, he pro- uh, yeah he mainly like produces uh, shows and documentaries for TV. Okay, that is great. Uh, well, I found out something today. So yeah, and uh, it is for where I come from. It is very different because India has the most number of people that go to watch movies in movie theaters in the whole world because we have a very good industry set up uh, we call it bollywood the world calls it bollywood and uh, the indian film industry is it it's quite epic it's been there for quite some time now and there are a lot of people who are a fa- are fan of movies and uh, tv shows are not that much uh, are seen i mean they are they have been for quite some time but i think uh, there are so many people who love movies and they actually go out and watch movies in the theater and i have done that myself uh, in the year i guess 2012 or 13 i watched around 45 movies in theater in one year so that's quite a lot yeah indian movies are big in morocco oh really i had no idea about that yeah like uh Because there's like a report for like the most watched movies like uh, that has been done like every year, and I think that Indian movies are like the third most watched like in Moroccan movie theaters. Number one is USA. Yeah, of Number course. Number two is Morocco. I think third is like India. Oh, that's great! I had no idea about that. That's great. Yeah, I also like have a lot of like when I was little, I used to watch a lot of Moroccan TV. and especially like they had like they used to like broadcast like movies um uh, Tuesdays and Sundays at night and this is like before you could like really stream anything yeah so that's where you get like movies or DVDs and yeah there was, I watched like a lot of Indian movies back then because they would just broadcast oh. them like Sunday and that's nice. yeah that's great that's good to know that's good to know Okay so uh the next the next part that I want to talk about is what is the culture like in Morocco because where I come from where in India we have a very rich culture and uh, we have a lot of different cultures different people so how is the culture in Morocco like what is it uh, and how different is it from America I know it is it must be very different but uh, i just want to draw any similarities if there are any between india and morocco culture wise so how is the culture like in morocco yeah the culture in morocco is pretty diverse uh, yeah problem is diverse in india but yeah uh the people i mean in morocco we speak like three languages which is arabic and amazigh tamazigh and uh french uh tamazigh is like the native uh, north african uh hmm. language and people and uh we're all like mixed together 
Mm. But at the same time, like each has like, I mean, we share like each other's culture is what I mean, like from people from different like it, back, um, right. you know, to say. I mean, yeah. And uh, so like in the north of Morocco, it's like a different culture that's like more relaxed and people like some people there like even speak Spanish oh. and there's like a lot of Spanish influence there. And then people in the south, like in the Sahara, also have like their own like rich culture, and their, their dialect is a little different. And in the middle, it's like the Atlas Mountain. Most people like the mountains, and again, have like a different lifestyle. And um, and it's great that it's like close. I mean, India is a really big country, but Morocco is like oh, yeah. very small, so you can get from point, like to, you can get like from the north. To the south of Morocco in like eight hours. Oh, okay. So, yeah, that is fun. So even like the, so it's like a different like subculture, but mm. it's like close. So everybody shares each other's uh, things. I mean, right, right, right. I got. It. Yeah, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. How how different has been has it been coming to America? Because both our countries have very different cultures, and what. What are one of the few experiences that you had when you got here? Because whenever uh, someone who's a person of color who's not from the Western side of the world, when whenever they come to America, there are some certain culture shocks that they get. Ki, oh, this is how they do it here. So what was that for you? There must have been something. Let me think of it. I mean, the thing is, like, we've seen, like, I mean, Morocco, like, I've seen so many American movies and tv shows that's like that's how even like i learned english was just i learned english like with game of thrones and other TV <laughs> shows where like i i watched i remember like game of thrones i, I watched the first second and third season in french oh, and then the fourth oh. season like haven't been dubbed yet so i had to watch it in english with subtitles mm. and that's how i like started picking out like on things like that and i also watched at the same time how i met your mother too in english and how I met your mother was in New York, so they were like introducing yeah. me to a lot of like things here. Um, right. I don't know, like I feel like New York. I've seen like New York a lot in TV. I was like really, um, I mean, seeing all these buildings and how huge they are, and the subway and experience the subway was definitely like a shock. But I would say like a big cultural shock was probably like outside the U.S., where. Like just the highway is like so huge, yeah. And some houses are so huge, and cars. Cars are so huge here for some reason. Yeah, everybody know, like, has their own pickup truck, and it is so huge. It takes up the whole parking spot. I don't know. I, I it yeah, was a culture like, shock for me as well. Exactly. I'm, I see some like pickup trucks here in New York, and I'm like, how do you drive this in like such narrow <laughs> streets and all that? Yeah, this thing is huge. Yeah, so like, I'd say like big culture shock is like, um, how everything is available, like how infrastructure is like so. Um, everything is like I don't know, like uh, for example, like if you want to bike from New York City to Montreal, like this is something yeah. that I just found out and like really made. You can do that. There's a road. There's a bike road. Okay. <laughs> you can like bike from. So if you're really into biking, you can do that. Yeah, I, I, and, and I don't things like 
Yeah, and I don't think you even have to bring the bike back because there will be a company who will take your bike from here to there and then they will just ask you to drop it off. There are a few things. Yeah. yeah. Like every service you want. It's available. Yeah, it's just there. It's available. Yeah, you just like you would. Yeah. You just have to look for it and you will find it because there yeah. will be so you in when when you are back in your country or when I'm back in my country, we don't think of, okay, maybe this does not, this is too much. I think, I don't think this will exist. But when you get here, there is actually, that thing exists and you can actually yeah. do that, which is crazy. Yeah. Even I felt the same, even with pickup trucks for the longest time, for the longest time, I did not understand why everybody had these pickup trucks and why they needed all that space. But uh, later I realized that it is because yeah. uh, I've realized that now because uh, when I see people here in New Jersey, uh, there's a beach in New Jersey. It's a little far, but it's here. So people in the summer, they actually buy their own jet skis and then they put their jet ski in the pickup truck and they just take the jet ski to the beach and they just ride it, which I think is completely insane, but it's happening. Yeah yeah and the and the exactly. thing you were talking about going from here to to like montreal which is in canada and there are buses available and buses depart every single day from port authority for canada and for different parts of canada and it's not even that long of a drive from new york it's like six to eight hours which is basically nothing you just get on a bus at night and you sleep the whole night and the next morning you're in canada so yeah yeah, I still have done that, but definitely, like, yeah, definitely yeah. go to, to, yeah, to I, New York. Hustle. Yeah, I actually, I also want to do that. I just, uh, uh, it's the visa thing that's need to that needs to be sorted out. But I think everything else is perfect. Like, I, yeah. they have they have everything you need in this country, and you just have to look for it, and you will find it. Yeah, exactly. I next I want to talk about films and what films actually inspired you and uh, you've always been in this family of filmmakers and productions and everything you have seen this up close since you were a child so you're not a stranger to these things but which films inspired you to make something or which ads yeah. inspired you to make some ad because i know you are interested a lot in advertisements and all that so uh, what inspired you yeah, for, I mean, yeah, like you said, I'm really, like, interested in commercials and music videos because I just like how, that's where, I think, where you get, like, the craziest, you can put the, your craziest idea, like, into, uh, in work. Um, I would say, like, I mean, there's, like, I mean, when you said it, like, you definitely thought about one music video, which was from uh, M.I.A., which was uh, Bad Girls. So that music video they actually shot in Morocco. Oh. And I really like the idea. I mean, if you haven't seen it, but the idea of the music video is like uh, women driving like cars and they do this crazy like tricks where they flip the car this way and keep driving them and they do like crazy drift with them. And and then I saw the, I mean, I'm really glad like when people really take the time to make a making off or behind the scenes. And so, um, 
So they had this music video behind the scenes where they uh, where they explained like how they got stuff from France and they brought them all the way to Morocco. Hmm. And um, and it was like just a crazy production just right. to make like these ideas come through. And they brought like just crazy equipment from Morocco, <laughs> from France and the UK. So that definitely like inspired me. I was like, yeah, I want to be one day in the position where I can have an idea and have people like figure it out and put like all the money like to make it happen. Right. Yeah, that is the dream. Um, we're talking about movies. I would say like a big uh, inspiration. Like for a long time, I like I knew I wanted to be a director, but I also like didn't understand the role of it, and I mm. was like. Uh, I was like, so what does a director do? And like, I was also freaking out a little. I was like, how does he get ideas? How he does he like know like what to do, like to convey a certain emotion and things like that. And I, that's where I think like YouTube channels that analyze mm. movies really helped me with that. Because uh, I mean, there's one that comes to my mind. It's I mean, it's called Every Frame a Painting. Uh, the guy stopped uh, doing videos, but it was like really helpful when he would like analyze uh, a Scorsese movie and he would like show you that this is how he managed to make you feel this way. So um, I would say that inspired me when you're like, oh, this like human being, like, I mean, you know, this person like was able to uh, make you feel something just by doing these little things here and here yeah. and adding a little music and adding like a little taking I mean also like in the attic when there's like a pause and one shot is like a little longer than this and it, it changes things differently yeah so that's what I think like it me right that's pretty cool that is actually pretty good what what are your uh, are you what are the projects that you want to work on in the coming days like now we are we are both going to graduate soon and you're also going to be you're also going to start working from january so what are the projects that you are looking forward to doing like what productions do you want to be on actually right now just like start i have like a project of making a music video soon for a band i like i found on spotify and i was like i really want to make a music video for this song so I reached out to the bands and they were like really happy with it because I was like, I mean, I basically I was like, I'll work for free if you like guys are interested in making a music video. And it's good. Like, I don't know. I think it's really um, good for your also for your mental health when you work in a project that you really like, even though yeah. you're not getting paid. And you get to be creative and you have like a lot of ideas. So that's like my plan right now. Just work for free to just like do what i want to do right because i mean with covid now like not being able to do anything for like more than eight months yeah i think it definitely like made me like go a little insane inside like i didn't even notice but i feel like inside i was like really depressed that i wasn't doing anything creative and i was starting to like lose any creative like uh thoughts right 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 yeah, I completely understand that because we've been inside our houses for so long now that now it's now just we are just used to this. 
and i can't wait for things to open back up and for us to go out and shoot different things like we can go out but it's not the same it's yeah. i don't think it's going to be the same for quite some time now like it will it will take some time for everything to get normal so apart from that music video what are the things are you interested in like you said earlier you are interested in making commercials so music videos and commercials is that your only goal as of right now i mean as of right now i'm really like trying to build a portfolio so that's why i'm like focusing on these but eventually like i i always like say that i'm going to make a movie a uh, feature film like in morocco because mm. i feel like there's so many stories there that weren't in told like i'm really inspired in like working in morocco way more than i'm like about making a story here right. just because it's my culture and i know it so well yeah so yeah but but again like i don't i'm not a good screenwriter so i get like yeah neither am i <laughs> just suck that's at writing huge, that's a huge like problem for me cuz i feel mm. like i could tell a story somebody tells me a, a story but i'm not good like a creating a story yeah i am i think i am good at creating a story in my head and then telling that story to people or telling people about stories that i have actually experienced i'm i'm good i think i'm good at that but when it comes to writing down dialogue i think i really suck at dialogue writing but i'm still trying to figure everything out and trying to learn how to do that so yeah i understand what uh, what you're going for okay so one one thing that i wanted to ask you is that uh, you were you you were living in brooklyn until i think 2 months ago and now you have moved to manhattan and like properly now you live in the heart of the city and in a very good house so how what do you feel how how is how different is manhattan uh, from brooklyn and how how do you feel living there i would say like the biggest difference it has been really not taking the subway because <laughs> when i was like living in the part like living in brooklyn like i had to take the subway to go everywhere and it would be like i mean at best like 35 minutes but mostly it was like 45 an hour and it was especially like really bad at night so not having to take the subway right now has really been a big change like i also like started biking places so I feel oh. like I'm working out. And I'm like the thing is like when you bike to like go somewhere instead of like just running in a treadmill or like at a gym is different. You always yeah, like yeah, push yeah. yourself harder cuz you want to get and you also want to get there like faster so yeah. you don't like get tired that easy. So I mean that's like I think the big difference is like I can just walk to places too and then when I walk or like when i bike i also like don't listen to music or anything like that and sometimes i have to bike for like i mean my sister lives uh in downtown manhattan so i bike for like 15 minutes to get there and it's just 15 minutes of thinking and then right. i'm thinking about like i get ideas and i'm mm. like some problems before and it's just like on my mind so i think about it too and then i find some solutions to it so right. it's great where i'm i mean the subway is like I hate it. It's really <laughs> made me hate it because it's depressing that you're like in this box and the yeah. lighting is so bad and then the sound of it. Like yeah. At first I was fine with, it, but I realized soon that like I realized like during quarantine how bad it was. 
Yeah, it is. Yeah, the yellow light so, is kind of yeah, depressing. Yeah, I mean, that's like what I would say. Like, yeah, it's just like you're. You just. Uh, it feels like you're just pausing your life. For the yeah. Subway <laughs> yeah, and just also. And it, it wait. Yeah. Also, yeah. it it was it was uh, a very long ride for you, even for even to get to school. I think it took you longer than it took me. So yeah, I can understand why you were frustrated with the subway. Uh, I mean, going to school. I think after the second or third week what i did is like i put like a lot of movies started downloading movies in my phone and i would watch a movie a day like this way i would right. watch like half of it in the morning and half of it in in the afternoon and that was like the only solution that i found to get me through it like without noticing the subway yeah because it is so much time on your hands that you're not you can't do anything else other than consume some content so yeah it is a great idea watching movies i also used to do that i when when we were actually going to school uh, on my way back from the school i always used to listen to some sort of podcast or watch some video uh, i also used to have movies downloaded on my phone and i was always uh, watching them or listening to something so yeah i i understand that but i also wanted to know living in manhattan uh in the middle of the pandemic is also a very different experience because uh, uh how how has it been i i yeah. like uh, i know you didn't move there when corona was at its peak you moved there after things started to get better but uh, still ha- has it been kind of scary to be in manhattan where there are so many people around at all the uh, at like all the time yeah i i moved in like in august 15 and the thing is like before that i spent like uh i spent all summer like outside new york city i spent it like in virginia uh, oh yeah right and then i get back to new york and, and i mean the good thing is like i mean i was lucky enough not to like stay in new york when it was like really depressing mm. and everybody was like staying at home and the streets were like just weird so when I got back in August, it wasn't that bad. People were like doing mostly outdoor stuff. Uh, yeah, I was because it was summer. See, like, like here in New York, everybody like understood the importance of wearing a mask. Yeah, that is that is like, one thing I that mean, I have also. In, in Virginia, most people like wore masks, but like in New York City, everybody was wearing a mask even when it was unnecessary. Like even outdoor, like I've seen like in Central Park, people running and they would have masks on. So it's like really reassuring. Um, you could find hand sanitizer everywhere you walk. Yeah. Um, I really enjoyed the free bus, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. The bus yeah. was like free for a while. That was great. Yeah. It was like three, like it was, and, it was free for, I guess, three months. Uh, yeah. The subway was not crowded so, for like, it is still not crowded because yeah. everybody's still at home. Yeah, so I would like take the bus when it's like somewhere that's like far a little, and I would walk the rest. Um, some I don't know, like I didn't I didn't feel like any fear of like COVID because I was looking at the number and it was like a really low infection rate. I think it was like one percent. I don't remember what it was, but it was like really low. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, most people that like get tested, like I think ninety nine ninety five percent of people who got tested were like negative. Yeah. So I now, feel like that's kind of it, and it, like it just makes sense when everybody's like respecting the yeah the guidelines. Yeah. It's just reassuring. Yeah. 
that that is one thing that i find really amazing about new york and the people of new york that everybody is taking this seriously new york was the worst hit in the beginning but after that everybody like everybody just took everything seriously and then all right now even if you go right now to central park or wherever in new york city people will follow every rule that has been given by the cdc people will wear a mask people will socially distance there are obviously going to be people who just don't care about anything else but that's not just a new york thing that's a global thing people some people just don't care but most of the people that i've seen in new york they do actually care and they are following the rules so it is reassuring because it's not just you who is protecting yourself it also depends upon how other people are you know taking care of things and that is why some of the other states in usa have been hit so hard because even if you are doing your part not everybody else is yeah but in new york i guess everybody and most of the people here are following the rules and that's why we have that 1% infection rate right now which is great it feels so good to go outside without feeling that fear that we were feeling when the pandemic had just hit back in march or april so yeah it's it's very good i mean one thing about new york that i noticed and i love is like how i feel like everybody's in sync everybody yeah. thinks the same i mean i'm not saying like it's the same personality but like everybody's in sync like in the same mindset that yeah this is we got to take this thing seriously we got to do like our part and it's i mean it's that but it's also like other things too in new york where i don't know like i remember when i was in school uh and i would like get back at 5 and that's like also the time like most people get off at work everybody had like the same state of mind of oh, i just want to get home yeah i'm just tired and i think there's like a lot of compassion like in between each other that like we're both we're all tired we're all like yeah. just want to go home yeah and this why like i feel like people in new york are think about like the major things yeah yeah that is also uh, where, where i come from in the city of mumbai that is also the thing because uh, back home uh, in india i live a little bit upstate uh, a little bit in the suburbs so when i am going back home from any sort of work or college or anything there are people with me there are a lot of people with me and all of us are tired so i get what you're saying i understand that new york also has this sentiment where everybody knows that it's the end of the day and you're just going to ha- go home have dinner and just crash because everybody works so hard here that is also i think one very new york thing is that everybody is working much harder than everybody should i think because like it, it is okay if you do this much work but everybody in new york just wants to put this much effort into everything and everybody like yeah you got to do this what are you expecting yeah it's it's so like, casual it's normal yeah it's normal the new york hustle is so normal because you're like oh you're working three jobs and the person will be like yeah well you got to do what you got to do and that's it people just people just work so hard here it's it's great to see because nobody will be like there are very few lazy people that you meet here in new york everybody's like oh yeah work 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 so yeah that's great one last thing i want to do ask you before like we sort of leave we sort of end this is uh, what 
are your movie suggestions and TV show suggestions because we have had a lot of time indoors and I'm sure you have watched a few things recently. So, what uh, what are your recommendations? Uh, I've been like I've known like uh, the Ghibli Studio movies like I like I've heard like I've seen like pieces of them and like I've heard like for a long time from my sister and from like other friends how great they are and how like uplifting they are but I never wanted to watch them for that purpose like I really wanted to like save them for like days where I really need a good movie right. and I recently just first my first one which was Spirited Away that movie has been amazing like so much that I like been thinking about it for weeks it was like the the world that was created in that movie is just so amazing um, another movie the comes to my mind is I think the Florida Project. I've seen it a while, but I really like it. I really like how different it is and how it's not following like a, you know, like a narrative structure of like, oh, something happens and then you try to solve it and whether the hero or not uh, like uh, succeed in like doing it. I think it's what movies, um, I mean, it, I think it, it does the job of a movie which is telling you a story, telling you like a feeling of, and like transmitting to you like what it's like to be in that character's like situation. Um, right. TV shows, TV shows. Um, I don't know, like I've been really like, uh, enjoyed the marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Yeah. But that's just like, I just loved how it like, it like made me feel like I was living in the fifties and sixties. Like the the job they did on that show, like when it comes to like production design, it's just like amazing. Like all the little details that they brought, like all the extras they dressed and like did the hair for them. It's just like amazing. I really feel like I was in the sixties back again. Um, TV show like I I want to remember like I think I had just seen like a good TV show during this quarantine I forgot about it yeah um what was it I don't know like I've I've also been watching a lot of Doctor House <laughs> yeah that's a fun show to watch I've been I've been hearing about Doctor but like it's just like I like how it's like it tells you a little I mean what I like heard was that. All the situations like that are in Doctor House are uh, are plausible, so mm. it's not like completely fake. Right. So it's like it, it got me like a new perspective to like the human body, like a, it's like a some sort of machine, and you just like fix things in the human body. Right. Um, I don't know. There's like a lot of movies that are good. There's just so many out there. I I don't know. Like I would talk about i would like to talk about like a website called letterboxd that I'm, okay i know it's like like a lot of people know about it but that website is like great for like encouraging you to like watch more movies i've uh, been like i have a watch list there and every time like when i see one and i get to like click on watch i just mm. like that feeling yeah <laughs> like, it's like yeah. a game and you're like oh i'm gonna watch every movie ever made right 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 mm, i get that yeah. Okay, so one last thing uh, I would I I wanted to ask if you had anything to ask me before we wrap up. Yeah, totally before I didn't think of that. 
Uh, it's fine. It's fine. Give me a minute. Um, why do you like making YouTube videos? Like, what makes you like wake up in the morning or like go outside with your camera and make like a video about anything? Like, I've seen like you made videos about a range of like topics and and things. So, well, like, what pushes you like to go outside and like film it and then come back home and edit it? Okay, so I uh, initially all this video. Uh, all this video affection comes from Casey Neistat and you watch what he does and then you're like okay what the hell did I just watch and why how can I make this and when I was just watching it back in 2015 or 16 I was like okay how is this possible how will I be able to do it and for the longest time I was camera shy but now I'm just slowly learning to talk properly in front of camera so now even now I don't make a lot of videos but I just feel like uh, we are creating memories every single day and we are not recording them even if, even though we have the equipment to and we have the internet it's when you put it up on the internet it's always going to be there and sometimes I feel like uh, a few things that happen in my life I don't want I, I don't want myself to be the only person to you know enjoy that I want other people to see I want other people to watch what I did and it's not like I'm flexing or anything. I just want other people to enjoy what I am enjoying. So, uh, and and whatever I, I feel like uh, I don't have a niche on my YouTube channel. I just make whatever I want. That is because I, I just feel like, okay, these are my views. How do I get my point across to other people? So that I think is the easiest way you can do that. Because social media in today's day gives you that power that you can project your opinion and you can keep your opinion on the internet. And people actually sometimes do give feedback. And I'm also, I also want to help other people uh, with, with regards to this because uh, I also want to make helpful videos. So now I am trying to come up with things that will actually help people. So yeah, that has been the inspiration behind making videos. I, I have always just loved making videos. And uh, to now in quarantine, I don't really get, we don't, we haven't gotten these professional projects. So the least I can do is make a YouTube video. So that is, that is like, uh, I'm uh, fulfilling my desire to make videos and I'm just uh, being satisfied because, oh, I made something. You know, the feeling of dropping that footage on your edit and just yeah. completing that edit and hitting that publish button on YouTube. It's just a different feeling. I, I just enjoy it a lot. I It feels very satisfactory. I mean, I feel very good when I post a video. And since now, now that we are not like working professionally, we don't get to work on productions. I feel like making a YouTube video makes me feel amazing. Yeah. I mean, when when I saw like at first like on Instagram, and I like it popped to me like your story time with Avid the podcast. I was like, yes, you know, what I mean? <laughs> like yes, I'm really happy you're doing it, I'm, and like that's the attitude to have, because I feel like we we can do a lot of things, and a lot of times we're like, ah, eh, there's no need to do that. Yeah, we need to make that when we should. We should be making a lot of things. Cause that's good for us. Like we, I think we do this cause we enjoy like creating something yeah. and we should try to create as much as possible. Yeah. I, I think like this is work 
and this is also art so it is it just makes me feel so much better even uh, and i i had the same same mindset with this podcast i wanted to start it in april but i wanted to do like a proper production like a proper sit down podcast but then the pandemic happened and i was just pushing it ahead so after like july i was like no now i can't push it any further now i have to do it even even if i have to do it on a zoom call i will do it so we are on a zoom like we are on a video call right now and i just thought you know what if it's just a conversation we can have it in person we can have it online so yeah. that is why I, and i i think we should all just keep creating as much as we can because we don't realize how much time we are actually spending uh and we are making memories so you might as well film them and put it up on the internet so it is not just your memory anymore it's a part of history so i always look at it like the bigger picture because you might not find what you are watching interesting sometimes even i don't like what i make but maybe 100 years from now somebody will watch this video and will be like yeah wait i like that so i'm not just thinking about myself or the 50 people that are watching my videos uh, i'm thinking about the bigger picture here and maybe in 100 years somebody will find my video entertaining so let's hope someone does that's um uh, i don't know that's like a great way to like look at it yeah okay so thank you so much elias and uh, this was a great conversation i always wanted to know more about you and your culture and what inspires you and uh, we only met for like 2 months in school and uh, that is when i talked to you and i i actually found found you very interesting in school but we couldn't talk because of the pandemic and there is only so much we can talk on in between class so this was great catching up yeah. with you after so long and uh, i can't wait to actually go out and shoot something with you uh, so let's hope that happens soon and i hope we get to shoot some really good projects in the coming days uh, everybody who's watching or listening thank you so much if you've watched so far and uh, consider subscribing to this podcast and to the youtube channel thank thank you again elias for coming and thank you so much everybody for watching i'll see you guys in the next one Bye.